Increasingly, following the onset of the Russia-Ukraine war more than a year ago and the subsequent unprecedented sanctions that were leveled against Russia by the US-dominated global banking system, key geopolitical actors are taking steps to reduce their dependence on the US dollar. And this is leading to an establishment of an alternative global banking system slowly. This idea is what we call de-dollarization. The BRICS collective comprising Brazil, Russia, India, China and South Africa is working on a common currency in an attempt to ditch the US dollar and push back against America's dominance. This move comes as Moscow and Beijing call for de-dollarization in the face of Western sanctions. But having said that, these reports on the death of the dollar have been around for at least 50 years, but it hasn't really happened yet. However, the dollar is in a weaker position with snap moves made by China, Russia, Saudi Arabia and Iran in recent years based on, the, on their own gripe against the US to move away from pricing and trading energy in US dollars. So where does all this leave India? Indian rupee is slowly going global as 18 countries have agreed to trade in rupee. And you might have heard this news too recently. The world is trying to de-dollarize the international market amid a global economic slowdown and India is turning this into an opportunity. Now traders will be able to import goods from other countries by paying in rupee. The central bank, also known as the Reserve Bank of India, has allowed 18 countries, which include Germany, Kenya, Sri Lanka, Singapore, UK and many others to transact in rupee. Now let's try to understand why this is happening and whether that's a good thing for our economic and political stability. You're listening to What's the Backstory with Pragadesh. So here's the deal. The US government has been printing a lot of money in recent years. This could be in response to a number of reasons, such as the economic crisis caused by the COVID-19 pandemic, lack of jobs, or just as a part of an election campaign. It sounds reckless, I know, but the US really is in the pits with this one. For a number of reasons, the Federal Reserve has printed trillions of dollars to stimulate the economy in the last couple of years. And while this may seem like a good thing in the short term, it can have severe consequences in the long term. One of the main problems with money printing is that it causes inflation. To explain it further, when the supply of money increases, the value of each individual dollar decreases. This leads to higher prices for goods and services, which hurts people who have fixed incomes like retirees or people living on minimum wage because this will mean they will have to spend more money for the same items they used to buy just weeks ago. And these are essential goods like bread or pills, petrol, etc. And inflation can also lead to a loss of confidence in the currency, which can cause people to turn to other currencies or assets like gold as a store of value. This can cause a downward spiral in the value of the currency, which can have devastating effects on the economy. And it's not just the US economy that's affected. Since the US dollar is the unofficial world's reserve currency, any inflation pressures in the US can ripple through the global economy. And this is exactly where the problem lies. The US government's money printing strategy is having a negative impact on other countries as well. When the US prints money, it effectively exports inflation to other countries, especially those with weak currencies. This can have disastrous consequences for 
developing countries such as India, which often rely on exports to fuel their economies. When the value of their currency decreases due to inflation, their exports become more expensive, which hurts their competitiveness in the global market. And it's not just developing countries that are affected. Even developed countries in Asia and Europe are feeling the effects of the US inflation. The value of their currencies is decreasing, which makes their exports less competitive as well. In India's case, since mostly it depends on imports, including crude oil, metals, electronics, semicon semiconductors, etc., the country makes payments in US dollars internationally. Now, if the rupee is weak, it has to pay more for the same quantity of items. And why does the value of the rupee fluctuate against the US dollar so much? It's because higher inflation rates will lead to weaker currencies. Currently, as we are witnessing a period of rising inflation in the US, the purchasing power of rupee is also going down, just like it is going down everywhere in the world. Interest rates and inflation are also interlinked, and the US is effectively taking India and the whole world down with its crappy policies. Have you heard of the story about the Mansa Musa, King of Mali? I think if I explain his story, you'll also understand the concept of inflation better. When Mansa Musa went on a pilgrimage to Mecca in 1324 CE, his journey through Egypt caused quite a stir. The kingdom of Mali was relatively unknown outside of West Africa until this event. Arab writers from the time said that he travelled with an entourage of tens of thousands of people and dozens of camels, each carrying 300 pounds of gold. When in Cairo, Mansa Musa met the Sultan of Egypt and his caravan spent and gave away so much gold that the overall value of gold decreased in e Egypt for the next 12 years. Stories of his fabulous wealth are so popular that if you googled his name now, you'll most likely see a picture of Mansa Musa sitting on a throne holding a nugget of gold in one hand and a golden staff in the other. And this image was published in 1375, sort of cementing him in the global imagination as a figure of stupendous wealth. Now this was a happy story of sorts. Now let me give you one more account of the world's most or rather worst hyperinflation incidents that led to dangerous outcomes. First things first, hyperinflation is largely a 20th century phenomenon. The most widely studied hyperinflation occurred in Germany after World War I, when prices of everything rose by 300% every month. So basically, on average, prices quadrupled every month during the first 16 months of hyperinflation. A similar event occurred in Hungary after World War II, when prices increased by 19,000% every month. That sounds like a made-up number, but it's not. It really was a scary situation for millions of people in Europe. All three of these hyperinflation events I just told you about was caused by extremely rapid growth in the supply of paper money. This occurs when the monetary and fiscal authorities of a nation regularly issue large quantities of money to pay for a large stream of government expenditures. In effect, Inflation is form of a taxation in which the government gains at the expense of those who hold money while its value continues to drop. Now, with all of this information with us, you're probably wondering what can be done to stop this, right? Well, one situation would be for the US government to stop printing so much money. This would help to reduce inflation pressures in the US and abroad. Another solution would be for other countries to diversify their reserves 
away from uh, the US dollar, which would reduce their exposure to US inflation. That's definitely something that needs to be considered. It's clear that the US government's money printing strategy is having a negative impact on the global economy. It's important for policymakers to take action before it's too late, and I'm glad our government is ahead of the curve here and is actively trying to reduce dependency while at the same time maintaining political and economic stability and not diluting its franchise and authority in the international circle while doing it. Well, that's all for today, folks. Thank you for listening to What's the Backstory. I hope you found this episode informative. You can also reach out to me on Instagram and my ID is mentioned in the episode's description. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. See you next time. You're listening to What's the Backstory with Pragadish.